I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you want to get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! You're watching and listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club. And I'm assuming I'm Zan Nazli. No, I'm Shelly Ibstein. As usual, we watch a local film. But this week we are not and, watching a film. And, and we, okay, yeah, but yeah, films and TV shows, right? Uh, and we review them, right? Yes. And this week we, we are finally, 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 finally got to watch KL Gangsta Underworld Two. <laughs> Okay, so we watched it, and one thing I have to call out, I have to call out Rashdan, our viewer. Kau nak apa? Cakap Melayu, nak tukar default jadi English. Cakap English, nak tukar default jadi Melayu. <laughs> Bugger you. Okay, anyway, yeah. Okay, so? <laughs> so, okay, we, we watched KLGU, Underground World KL Gangster 2. Underworld 2, Season 2. On uh, iFlix, which is no longer we iFlix, TV. it's called WeTV. We uh, okay, you you uh, we finally watched it. I mean, everybody knows we liked season one. We yes. enjoyed season Loved one. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, then we went to the launch of the pre the pre the movie. The prequel. The, the movie. Oh uh, yeah, a prequel of Madam Wong, Rise right? Power. Rise Power. You know. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll link all these reviews, okay? Yeah. Uh, and and finally, we now now we've been waiting to watch the movie. We didn't want to we we didn't want to wait week after week, right? Yeah. We wanted it all to come out and then binge watch it, and we finished watching it in a week. Two days actually. No, no, no. It was a week. I mean, oh, yes. because yeah, yeah, it was, it was about like five days like that. We, we finished watching everything because Bye, yeah, because we watched it at night and then sometimes over lunch and here and there and all that. Yeah, yeah but we watched it lah. Yeah. So, so go on. Tell us what it's all about. Okay, so KL Gangster Underworld uh, Two is basically a continuation uh, a year after KL Gangster Underworld One, uh, where uh, Shah is now the leader of Kampu Baru, and uh, they have a kid. Uh, he and Elena have a kid, Shahaya, and um, basically now there's no king because the king died in the first season. I actually forgot who the king in the first season was or so. But the king died in the first season and then um, it, there's basically like some shit happening. So like gangster leaders are getting assassinated by weird assassins, female assassins clad in what I think is supposed to be leather but looks like leather, I'm not sure. And uh, then Madam Wong says like, oh, something is up. So she goes to Manila to try to find out. 
and then there's like all these like sort of elements that come together and uh, make the story lah. Also, um, Namron's uh, character, Matno, is introduced. He is supposedly from the north. And he has come and opened a factory on Kampung Baru land, which Shah has given him. Because he's like got a, a relationship yeah, so with like, uh, Ayazan. Yeah, he's like Ayazan. an older guy, so he's like an uncle like that. So, yalah. So, they, because it's like, oh, okay, my uncle, you can lah open your factory here in Kampung Baru, even though you're not from Kampung Baru. And then, uh, yeah, some stuff starts developing from there. Keluarga dia! Keluarga dia asal kau lupa dia bukan! Yeah. Dia asal daripada utara! Yeah. Lahir so, besarkan ke utara! So, I don't talk too much about what has happened and everything, right? Just in case you, like, want to watch it. Uh, so, I think we can go straight into what we thought of the series lah! Okay, what did you think of the series? Okay, no, you can go first. Why? Because I have thoughts. Um, and you think I don't have thoughts? <laughs> No, but I waited so long for this. So I, I think just... we waited the same amount of time. But you didn't have as much enthusiasm while waiting as I did. No? Yes? Kind of? Don't know. Cause... Okay, anyway. Um... <laughs> okay, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, can, can, okay. can, can, can. So, so... KLGU2, right? Uh. I, I, I miss the, the mafia, the acting mafia. Okay, I miss Vito Kushairi, I miss Zahiril Azim, I missed Amirul Afendi. And he literally misses y'all, okay? I miss like, the three of them yeah, coming together in their brohood. In, 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 I literally miss seeing them playing all these characters. Yeah. I miss these characters. Uh, and and uh, I miss Azan Rani. Cannot miss Azan Rani, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So I, 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 yeah, so I was excited <laughs> to finally be able to, to watch. And like like what you said just now, it's been a year after you know it's it's a year it's in a year right? in, in the yeah. timeline of the story, right? And uh, Ayazan is dead, oh, Zan, you know, uh, and uh, Shah has taken over Kampung Baru. Yeah. Uh, Zahiril Azim, uh, who plays Adi, is now uh, pakai baju, yeah. yeah, and and has taken over Cheras, yeah, right? Uh, and and it's nice, you know, and he had to fight Shah for it, but yeah. the fighting was not to like kill each other. But it was more like, yeah, right? Uh, that, that kind of uh, fight, you know? Uh, it was raining heavy. Yeah, I'm getting wet. You're getting, getting wet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, shall we move? Sure, that side a bit. No, but then we've got to adjust the focus and everything. That side a bit, me. Okay, move first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alright, yeah, continue. Okay, so the whole series, um, we reviewed KLGU 1, in season 1, in two parts, right? Uh, now, the season 2, we're going to review everything in this one go. Yeah. Alright, because I think that we feel that that's fair, lah. Yeah. Right? That's fair to review everything in one go. Uh, I didn't like it as much as I did KLGU season 1. Uh, I'll go into the parts that I didn't like first, right? Uh, writing was not very good. It was very loose. You didn't, basically, you didn't know what was happening. Uh, there was like a conspiracy happening where, you know, outsiders are coming in, trying to take over KL and uh, all these kind of things. But it's not clear why, you know, Madam Wong is away trying to find out, you know, in the Philippines or something like that. Uh, and elements are starting, you know, people are being killed, but they don't know what's happening. Um, you, you're really clueless. 
And it's the same from beginning. It's like that from the first episode right up to the last episode. And then hanging. Like, okay, that's gonna be a season three. But you still don't know what's happening in season season two. You know, you don't know what the causes are. Nothing of that sort, right? Uh, so, it felt very, very unclear. It was very messy, I mm. think. Mm. Um, the way that everything, like season one, right? Mm. The storyline was so very well thought out and very well plotted la, and there was the progression and there were also all these other elements you know it was like the boy meets girl Romeo and Juliet thing but then there was also the parts where um, you know slight conflict of um, what kind of crime we would do what kind of crime we wouldn't do and that's why they got into trouble and then it all built up to something and had a resolution and then only they start building up for the second season yeah. but like this one it was like everything was everywhere for every single episode Yep. And you are just left constantly confused. Mm. And y usually by the second half, you would think there would be some resolution or whatever. And yeah, we do find out some things. But there are other things also that they just like sort of mention in pockets. Mm. And we never know what what's happening. And this is like from season one already, they've been talking about it. Yeah. So it was a bit... Yeah, a bit messy. It, it felt it felt <coughs> like there was no backstory to all these things and there's yeah. no motivation for anything that was happening. Yeah. So it, it felt like that. Now initially, I think I mentioned to you, initially I thought that okay, they wanted to, you know, bring the audience into the story so that, you know, all these gangsters are clueless. Uh, we yeah, as the audience were like clueless. But then it was so clueless that we didn't know what the story was. <laughs> right? Yeah, it didn't yeah, so so I felt like maybe there was no backstory given. There was no they didn't think about the backstory, and hence so they couldn't explain it well, or maybe they wanted to hide it for season three, but it just didn't work for me lah. But it also had a little bit of like too much too soon, like they Ooh. were trying this season in particular, right? It wasn't as tight as the first season where they had all these key people and then like some sub characters. This one they had like so, so many, many characters, aspects. yeah. So they had like the the golden triangle aspect. Then they suddenly had people from the north, and then they suddenly had like three new assassins and then there was like the Kluwago Kachil people Oh yeah, the Kluwago Kachil like, people uh, And then suddenly there was like a drug faction in Kabobaru mm -hmm. So it was just all these like little little things in like creating more and more characters in a universe but not like fully developing the characters and you don't really see what all of them fully contribute to the main plot lah Yeah, you've got Adi going off to Cheras and then hence now there's a Cheras story already uh, And know? then there was and like a split there also but uh. then it wasn't fully like um, explored I guess mm. One thing I do like though is the fact that uh, Amiru Afendi's character Belut gets together with Nabila Huda, right? Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Shamin, Shamin. Uh, and that, that relationship between the two is being, it was explored quite well and it was like head growth lah at least ah. you know, from the beginning to the end because now they all really like bercinta you know aku sayang aku ke ke kau nak badan aku je <laughs> and things like that you know uh, so I, I like that part of it uh, Nabila Huda's performance is way better here than the first season first season, season yeah alright um, her character also has a lot of growth compared to the first season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, directing wise I think it was okay lah you know uh, I, I didn't the it first... was not as epic as the first one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fight scenes were very underwhelming. Uh, you know, all of the fight scenes were very underwhelming. Even that peak fight scene was not like super exciting to us. Yeah. So like the, the first season, the fight choreography was great. You know, you've got Zahiril Azim fighting the, the assassin, you know, who, who, who? The, the, the butcher, butcher, butcher. Right? Uh, and then you've got you've got all the fights happening and it's very well choreographed and there are a lot of wide shots to show you the action. 
Now in season 2, all the Melayu drama, Melayu tactics for fight scenes come in. Close-ups, shaky cameras so you don't know what's happening maybe because, I don't know, you know, it, it didn't feel good. Yeah. I remember in the first season, you had this big fight scene in Kampung Baru where they are eating at the stall and suddenly everybody is fighting. Oh my god, that was epic! It's so intense. Yeah, now tada, you know, now it's like all close-up, close-up, close-up or and just hands, yelling. faces Everybody's and a lot of yelling. yelling at each other yeah. so the time. So, it's not shocked. Uh, and one thing to me that was really lacking and I really miss was the the the, the brotherhood and the, act, the acting between these four mafia actors. You know, the, the, the acting between Zairil Azim, between Bito Kushairi, between Amirul Afendi, between Azan Rani. There was not much of the in interaction between these four characters and hence, I always thought that they were the ones that created the magic. Yeah. You know, their, their, their chemistry together, the way they deliver their lines together. Uh, it was, they, they were really playing off of each other. But now it's like they're all separate in like individual like silos. Ha, like touch, oh, I miss that. And then every once in a while, there'll be like one or two scenes where they actually get together. Yeah. And then that's when my tears stream down my eyes. You know, I'm like, oh yes, you feel the chemistry back again, you know. But then there's, there's conflict between them, right? There's conflict between them. Which I didn't like. Why are you all gonna fight with each other? Don't laugh. No, but that oh gives it the dynamic, gives it depth, you're killing you know? me. Oh, you're killing me. Don't fight, you guys. I understand that it's, it's part of the development of the story and the characters, right? But it's just like, because I guess because of the lack of the bromance already, and also they try to introduce like a new generation of sort of, I guess, younger actors or newer gangsters or whatever that try to emulate their bromance, especially with Adi and Jiras, but it just didn't work. You have to have the, the main plus do it, lah, you know? And the fact that on top of already the lack of bromance, they are fighting with each other, it was just, it was so upsetting to me. Yeah, I can't. So, so like, like Adi goes to Jiras and he's got these two lieutenants, right? Yeah. Who's helping him. No chemistry between them. Yeah. Right? Either no chemistry or they do not act. <laughs> Their acting is the performance is not as good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shah gets a new lieutenant as well. Yeah. Right? But right. Who just seems like a Ah, he's just there for his muscles, you know? Yeah, he's like a robot is being so they, in in the first season, you know, Shah had Belot, had, 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 had Adi and and they love know, each yeah. other. And when they went out, they uh, really nobody. worked together. It's like uh, yeah, now nobody loves each other. Yeah. Loves each other. Loves each other anymore. It's not to say that I didn't enjoy season two, right? Yeah. But you know, I didn't enjoy it as much as season one, right? I I really like the fact that, and it's no secret because it's in the trailer that uh, uh Tauke comes back, mm. right? Ah, oh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah. I love Tauke. He's one of my favorite villains in Malaysia. Malaysian villains ever. Yeah, so I think that the saving grace of KLGO2 is actually Azanani's character, mm. Tauke. Because everybody else is just kind of... I don't really know what they're doing also. Like, even Shah's character, everybody is underwritten, underdeveloped, and sort of very half-baked. And you can see it even in the way that the actors are trying to portray their characters. They mm. are so limited in the in the, the choices that they can make lah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So like even the chemistry that was in Shah and Elena, they were the they were the main love story in the first one. Now it's like even while they're going through all this conflict in the second season, you don't really see it because they're basically just everybody's in separate entities and doing basically their own thing lah. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of somewhat disappointing <laughs> that, to me. There's one element in the show that I think there is a bit of disagreement between you and you and I. Uh, is uh, Namron's character uh, might know. Mm. I thought Namron's character was played very well and he served the purpose although not deep enough. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but but you were saying that, you know, uh oh, Namron's character is like, oh neither here nor there. Remember what you were saying? No, I just feel like 
um, I get the point of the character, mm, but what's mm. his motivation? Like at the end, even though he explains ah, his motivation, ah, it's just so not like it's not deep enough, lah. Which is it related to that. Doesn't feel. Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like enough. He explains it at the end why whatever he does whatever, but it's just not. Just didn't feel as epic as the first one, it, It's related to that part where we don't know what's going on, lah. Uh, you know, bit. yeah, yeah. But Namron plays the character well. I but thought. But Namron plays you know? everything well. Oh, not necessarily. There have been some characters where I felt he didn't play very well in some I've, other I've movies. I've never had a problem you know? with Namron's. But you know what? Namron didn't get hit by a car in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love Namron. So you know, Namron. In general, we like Namron's uh, performance in, in most almost everything. We like it much better right? when he's not hit by a car. And and okay, we have been cleaning up the storeroom under the stairs, right? We've got stuff there from 10 years ago, 8 years ago and we found I, my collection of DVDs and VCDs, that's how old I am, right? And we found an indie DVD of a, one of the indie film, short films that Namron directed and it stars Bito Kushairi and Amiru Afendi called Jalan Pintas. Yes. I've seen the film but it was so long ago, like 15 years ago, I think 10 years ago, like I can't remember. I think we should watch it and review it. Yeah, so we took it out of the storeroom. We took it out of the storeroom, we're going to watch yeah. Jalan Pintas, okay? We're going to watch Jalan Pintas, we're going to review it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish so, I could re-watch Gadebe by Namron, you know, but anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the second season, not as intense as the, as the first season, and it's not as impactful as the first season, and not as tight as the first season. Um, on a backstory, I know that um, KLGU2 was produced and made in a time where there was a lot of managerial conflict and a lot of handovers and stuff. So I don't know if that contributes to how the season has come out, but I know that is also no excuse. You like to say that, that it's actually no yeah, excuse. Final product is final product. Final yeah. product is final product. Nobody cares if like so, <laughs> production uh, company lose funds yeah, or whatever, you know what I mean? So I don't know lah. It's just the way it is lah, yeah. I guess. I have Could it have been better? Yes. Is it bad? Not really. Not really. Not great lah. Not, 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 like not season one lah, you know? But you know, I still love the performances by our bros, our four and bros. And we stand by, we stand the, by bros the boys. Forever. And we know that whatever you do, you are you're gonna bring Malaysian acting to like phew, you know? Yeah. Are we like sucking up too much? Yes. Really? Yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm I'm just I, I just really like the way they act. I I, I, I like But we like it when y'all act together. Yeah. Really like you guys should make together. Yeah. You guys gonna be like the Judd Apatow of, you know, uh, Malaysian Films, you know, mm. yeah, like the Judd Apatow, he collects his, you know, actors and they work together all the time. Oh my God, yeah. you know, it kind of reminds me of the Goodfellas where you've got like uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, no, Al Pacino wasn't in in, uh, in Goodfellas. Uh, who's that short little guy, the the bad guy, in the, the the evil thief robber in in Home Alone? Oh come on, what's his name? Joe Pesci, you know, and uh, the. The, the character who I feel, I don't know for sure, Azan Rani based his character Tauke off of in Goodfellas. The, 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 who's that guy? The, the, the Italian guy? Like, ha 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 the one that always laughs, ha 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 Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I, I, I need to get it. I need to get it. What's his name? Oh my god. Oh my god, how can I forget his name? We're just talking about it. Oh my god. Oh, good fellas. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Ha. You know, in good fellas. Uh, yeah, so. Alright. So. <laughs> no, there, there is one thing before we go on to the, 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 the ending, right? I want to mention something because it's available on iFlix, which is no longer there. It's known as WeTV, WeTV right? Yeah. Platform's not so good, huh? 
No, only on the tab. So we realized that if you watch it on like your phone or on a tablet, it plays you ads every like 20 minutes. Every too often. Uh, and then it's like when it's playing the ad, it doesn't pause the show. So mm. the show is going on in the background and you while get all the ad is playing. Yeah. And then you get the subtitles or whatever's happening and then you just have to catch up lah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you watch but it, it on, the computer, on the desktop, yeah. Yeah, desktop it doesn't work that way. Uh, and you know how Netflix, uh, when, when you, you pause the show and then you come back later, it continues. It again, yeah. right? This one doesn't continue. You've got to find your track again. Yep. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that. It's annoying lah. That one is annoying yeah. lah. Yeah. Nothing to do with the show though. The quality yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah. Is there going to be a season three? You think the way it ended, it feels like it's going to be a season three. Yeah, but if you know the bro is not there, what is the point? Well, there is a, if they start developing other characters properly, and they start, I'm I'm okay to watch it. You watch yeah. it as long as Zaria Azim is in it. No, you don't know. We don't know. We don't know, right? I'm okay if like. Yeah. Well, it is our solemn sworn duty as the Fat Billion Film Club to watch it <laughs> if it comes out because it's Malaysian. So we will watch it. Alright, so. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch it, watch it. Because, I don't know, people have put in effort into making this, and uh, if you've seen KLG1, then you also want to kind of know what's going on now. So, yeah, watch it. Hmm. I would say watch it too, not because people put in the effort, because I'm, I'm like, screw the effort, it comes out bad. <laughs> but it's not bad, it's just not yeah, yeah, exactly. one. Exactly, so that's why I'm saying just watch it, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, it's not bad. It's but not we bad. expected better. Yeah, uh, we wanted better, yeah. you know. But that's just us. Yeah, because KLG1 was yeah. just like, yeah. We told you know? everybody we know, okay, to watch KLG1, <laughs> everybody we know. Yeah. Okay, so let us know what you think. Yeah. Right? Let us know what you think about everything that we said today. Mm. You know? Fight us if you want. You know? Am I too much of a fanboy of the four guys? No. <laughs> Am I like, oh my god, Zahir Azim! Oh my god, Vito Shari! Oh my god, Amira Fendi! Oh my god, Azharani! Ah! You know? Or you know, just tell us what you think. Ah! You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, hey, like this video. Don't like this video, share it. Right? Subscribe! Uh, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com to get everything you've been watching and listening to. The FatBidin Film Club, I'm Suming and Zan Azli. And I'm Shia Ustawan.